and thank you so much for clicking play on Living with Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis, a podcast made in conjunction with the amazing charity that is Endometriosis Australia. I'm an ambassador for them. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs, and I am the one in nine who is affected by this debilitating disease, endometriosis. However, we're all about raising money to help raise awareness do research and you can help at the moment by taking part in our inspired adventures trek for endo scenic rim 2023 this is your opportunity to journey into the mountains farmland and rainforests of the beautiful southern queensland as you trek the scenic rim and help to end the silence for endometriosis yes you're raising money for endo and having a once in a lifetime trip. For more details about this, you can go to the Endometriosis Australia website or go to inspiredadventures.com.au and search Endometriosis Australia. Details on the trek are there. But someone who took part in it last year is one of our amazing endo champions, and you'll meet her in this podcast. Her name is Aroha, and she had such a phenomenal journey doing this trek. Highly recommend that if you're up to the challenge, take part in it. Here is our chat. Aroha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being such an open book when it comes to all things endometriosis. Now, you did take part in the Endo Trek 2022. We're going to talk about that uh, in this podcast, but... When did you first get introduced to the wonderful world of endometriosis? Um, well, I first kind of was introduced when I was about 13, when I got my first period, but as you'd probably be aware, it was a very long journey between being introduced and actually being formally introduced. Mm-hmm. So 13 yeah, so. years old, you you have that moment, you're like, oh, gosh, well, I know what it was like for me. And I was like, oh, no, I've got to be a woman now. I've got to be responsible. <laughs> but th- then all of a sudden you have this extreme pain and, you know, at school and stuff, well, we were taught periods are painful, so you just suck it up and you just carry on as is and you you learn to live with it. But then you realise, no, this isn't normal. You start going to the doctors and you start going through that process. And how long between you starting to show symptoms and you officially be diagnosed did it take you? It, so I was 13 when I started having symptoms. So what's that? 2006. Mm -hmm. I was formally diagnosed in 2020. So 14 years. Wow. It's a long time, isn't it? The average diagnosis takes between seven to 12 years. Yes. Um, When I was 13, they just said, it'll all settle down. It's just a normal part of getting your first period. That's why they're all over the place. And Mm. Yeah, it kind of just went from there. I know that feeling of when you keep going and you're trying to get answers and it's very frustrating, isn't it? Extremely frustrating. And they just, the healthcare workers that I went to see, while they were lovely, they just didn't seem to understand or to truly listen uh, Mm. at the time. I've had some fantastic healthcare workers since. Uh, I think definitely with uh, more awareness that has helped as well. Um, But at the time it was extremely frustrating I had a history due to my mum and my mum's side of the family, but yeah, it didn't help our cause at all. So you were aware of what endometriosis was? Did mum kind of mention, hey, I had this growing up and there's every chance you will have it? Uh, Yeah. So once I started having irregular symptoms, mum started discussing her history with me. So Mm. my mum had endometriosis and adenomyosis, uh, which was Again, for her, she wasn't diagnosed until after I was born, so when she was about 26, and that was post-hysterectomy for her. 
So that her journey was completely different, but it was in a way good to understand at least a little bit of the history, whereas a lot of the other women in my family are very closed books when it comes to their health, which I completely understand, but I've decided to go the other way because we can't learn from other people unless other people are talking. That's so true. I love the way that you've put that. I mean, it's all about <laughs> us talking to let others know because or else no one's going to yeah, know. Yeah, 100%. So what kind of (laughs) symptoms did you really battle with? Um, So originally my major problem was that I just bled all the time. So I remember I've written in a blog once before and it made me giggle writing it down. Obviously didn't giggle at the time, but I had been bleeding for about, I think at my worst, 42 days straight. And I remember getting super excited because I had 16 days between bleeds. And at that point in time had been the longest time between bleeds I had ever had. And then obviously I got my period the next day. So I uh, jinxed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Did that affect your time at school? Uh, No, I look, I was a big old nerd and I sucked it up because I wanted to be teacher's pet and that was probably to my detriment a bit. Mm. Um, I probably could have maybe got some answers a bit sooner if I had have been less staunch about just keeping it to myself. But yeah, no, I just kind of went about it my day. I think my school got a bit of a fright when I did faint a couple of times at school, but I just kind of put my head down and kept going, which is definitely not what I would recommend other people to do. Yeah, if that's happening to you or you're aware of your daughter's going through something like that, probably best to look into, that's not normal. Exactly, 100%. I was at boarding school, so I kind of got away with slipping under the radar, but uh, I know if I was at home, it definitely would have been the... um, a different story. Yes, mum's intuition. It's exactly the same with my yeah. mum. She knew straight away. She's like, this is happening and this is what we're going to do and we'll we'll start that journey. We'll, we'll go to the doctors and we're going to get some answers. That's amazing to have that support. Mm. Yeah, once I started talking to mum, she was definitely the same. Yeah, that's, that's the same here. It's like, oh, I'm not alone. Yay, I'm, yeah. I'm not crazy. Um, so when did it really take control of your life? Have you ever had a moment in your life where or, you know, a couple of years where it just really took it out of you, you weren't going to work, you weren't able to exercise, socialise and all of that? Um, for me, it again, I did a lot of the soldiering on type thing, no pun intended. I joined the military. While it... Um, was an issue I tried to keep it to myself a lot because I did know that the military was not too keen on someone that had those issues Mm. Um, however by the time I was about 19 I'd been in the military two years it was starting to get really really difficult to hide Um, and that's when I started um, looking at surgeries and things like that Um, due to um, outside influences I did end up leaving the military and I traveled around the world and stuff and that's probably about when it really took its toll so that was in my early 20s Um, I ended up having to stop my travels sooner than I hoped because my health really deteriorated at that point. Being overseas and having an endo flare-up is such a big fear of mine but it makes you realize when we are overseas how blessed Australia is when it comes to the healthcare system. Whereabouts did it happen for you? Uh, I was 
somewhat lucky I was living in the UK so they do have the free universal health care which meant that I was able to see at least a GP my problem was then trying to get on wait lists to see specialists they were just ridiculously long I was told it would be at least a month before I would at least get a letter to then tell me when I would get an appointment and that's when I just decided to come home and sort it out at home So you booked the initial GP's appointment and do you remember that first time when you went in and you dropped the the E word? Did they know what you were talking about? Uh, Well, I didn't actually drop it when I was in the UK because at that point I had had a surgery in the army when I was about 19 and they told me I definitely don't have endometriosis. So I kind of second-guessed myself and just Mm. assumed there was something else wrong. So when I was in the UK, I didn't drop it. I just explained that I'd had severe bleeding. My main symptom was severe bleeding um, after sex and really painful sex at that point in time. Um, So we were kind of delving into that, but even they were kind of scratching their heads because everything else like blood tests and everything like that were coming back fine. Mm. Um, And because I did tell them about that previous surgery, they just also assumed that it wasn't endo. It's so frustrating, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was going to say more frustrating is that I have since taken the original pictures from my first surgery to my current specialist who has literally pinpointed parts on that surgery where they're like, oh, yeah, no, there was definitely endo there. How are you managing it at the moment? How are you feeling? Um, I'm doing pretty well at the moment, to be honest. I have a really great team and I have started exploring different pain management techniques. So I've recently just been to a pain specialist who's steering me down a rehab path with an exercise physiologist and a physio, but I've been seeing a pelvic physio for about two or three years and have tried a few other different therapies. I've tried pelvic Botox, acupuncture, TENS, the list goes on. Mm. (laughs) And everyone's different. It really is trial and error and finding what fits right for you. Yeah, definitely, because no one person's, uh, no two people's symptoms are the same. So you've got different types of pain to manage, different symptoms to manage. So I completely understand how it leaves not only us, but also health practitioners completely baffled. Mm. So you were part of the team that did the endo trek in 2022. Whereabouts did you get to do yours? So we did ours in Western Australia, actually. So we did part of the Cape to Cape trek which is in cape naturalist and it was absolutely beautiful how many days was it beautiful part of the world uh, three, to be trekking through. yeah it was stunning so it was three days we did about 40 kilometers in those three days and it was an awesome trek with amazing people this is run by inspired adventures and they mm-hmm. do these treks all across the world and they've yes. teamed up with endometriosis australia by doing these treks they raise funds for endo and for research, so it's all for a great cause. But you also get to have these incredible experiences where you get together with like-minded people, with other endo warriors, and you get to walk and you have this amazing achievement and that euphoric feeling at the end must have been so good. Oh, it was so nice. It And the team that we had was just phenomenal. We got along really well. There's always usually that one person in the group, everyone's like, ugh, but we didn't have that. <laughs> everyone was fantastic. Everyone got along so well. And we ended up raising something over 50 thousand dollars which was epic that's amazing amount of money yeah it was we were so shocked and it was so funny we all went out for dinner one night at a local pub and the girls were politely harassing many pub goers and we managed to (laughs) rattle a lot of money out of the locals and other tourists which was fantastic okay this sounds like my (laughs) kind of thing that I'd be good at to be honest 
<laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, there was a couple of girls that were particularly good at it. I'm a little bit more reserved, funnily enough. But, yeah, they did a fantastic job. So the decision to walk for you was easy straight away. You're like, yep, I'm definitely going to do it. But the, the one daunting thing was because you do need to raise money to help fund yep. your trip. So yep. you needed to raise $2,500. But you did it, brainstorming some amazing ideas to raise funds. Yeah, so I realised obviously at two and a half grand it was going to be a little bit bigger than just posting on social media constantly and harassing my friends. (laughs) Um, So I had a morning tea um, down at the local park. I did an online trivia event, but I must say my favourite event that I hosted, I did alongside a group called Pair Exercise Physiology um, there in North Brisbane and they were fantastic and let me use their space and we organised a panel with exercise physiologists, gynaecologists, uh, dietitians, as well as uh, yoga instructor and a chiropractor and also I always there was another specialist excuse me for forgetting but it's um someone I, a, a specialist that I've never used before so I tend to forget exactly what they're called it will come back to me but it was fantastic they did a panel answering a heap of people's questions about how those different modalities can help with endometriosis and the signs and symptoms to look out for we had a beautiful little morning tea hosted and a raffle so it was a really fun day and I think my favourite part was people coming up to me and, and really thanking us for bringing those different specialists together. That's a genius idea too because I straight yeah, away thought, oh, I'll do a morning tea at work or trivia, yeah. but like-minded people would want to be learning how can I take care of my body. Wellness is such a popular thing at the moment. Why not do something yeah, that's going to help others? 100%. And I was so nervous when I first put it up, but we ended up selling out. So I was stoked. It was a great event. So there is another trek happening, the Bay of Fires 2023. Are you tempted to join in as well? I was tempted, uh, but we have some things going on in our personal life at the moment that means I won't be able to attend. But we have been chatting in our group that went to the original one about plans to potentially do future ones yes. together. So it's definitely yes. not um, not a no yet. <laughs> so this one will be happening in May from the 11th to the 14th. It's a four-day trip, a four-day challenge that will make you feel amazing. And once again, you need to raise the target of $2,500. Accommodation is part of it. Um, you get to make some lifelong friends by the sounds of thing as well. Yeah, definitely. I actually just had one of the girls on my trek who lives down in New South Wales, did a road trip up to Bundaberg with her partner recently, and they stayed a couple of nights here with myself. So definitely made some really great friends. And a beautiful parts of Australia that you get to go and do these treks in. You getting to do Cape to Cape in WA, which is stunning. Mm, <laughs> and then this one, um, Endo Bay of Fires, down in Tasmania, uh, been fortunate enough to do like a little camping trip through there, and that's beautiful as well. So oh, lovely. Now highly, I'm definitely jealous. You would highly recommend people to join in? Oh, 100%. The team was fantastic. The trek was a great challenge. But for those that are nervous, there was such a different variety of fitness levels and everyone was catered for. Uh, no one was left behind. But also for the few of us that were little fit bunnies, we were also able to kind of go ahead. So there was... Definitely room to challenge yourself, but not having to push yourself. And you also raise vital funds, which help out Endometriosis Australia, 
with these awareness campaigns, providing education for, for patients and families and health professionals. So it's all for an incredible cause to go for a trek and support endometriosis. So you'd highly recommend everyone to join in? Definitely. They would really regret it if they missed out. It was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, for our endo warriors who are listening, I always ask, you know, what, what would your one piece of advice be to someone who is new to the world of endometriosis? Oh, there's so many nuggets, but I would say the one piece is to listen to your body. Don't let people put you out of your own mind really listen to your body and really keep fighting for those answers because you will get there eventually. It is sad that you have to advocate so hard for yourself, but if you do, it will make the world of difference. And if you are someone that is a bit quieter and a bit more shy, find someone that can help advocate with you. There's so many groups you can reach out to as well. That's the beauty with social media is that you can contact other people and you know do it that way instead of being an open book. Definitely. I think my favourite saying from one of my really good friends is that endometriosis is the worst club but with the best people. Can we have a shirt? We should have an endo yeah. club shirt. Like, hey! We'll see you walking down yeah, the st- We're both in Brisbane. We're walking down the street and Brisbane would be like, oh, yeah, high five. <laughs> Well, that was the cute thing about the hike. One of the girls, the one that actually ended up staying with me, she wore the brightest yellow clothes and a big yellow tutu the entire trek. So you definitely can't miss her. Um, while I wouldn't recommend doing that in your day-to-day life, I think a shirt would be okay. <laughs> okay, we need to make that happen and then yeah. we'll do another trek again. We're going to organise more of these with Inspired Adventures. Um, I just want to finish up on one of the things that you wrote in your blog about doing the endo trek uh, from Kate yep. to Pat, Kate was the sense of achievement as we crossed the finish line was audible and all of us agreed we had made friends for life and a lasting impact on our endometriosis community. Oh, definitely. Like our WhatsApp group still goes off quite regularly. <laughs> um, and it was really great because the fundraising stayed open till well after we finished and we just kept pushing and pushing and yeah, that sense of achievement continued for a few weeks after, which was great. If you want more info, endometriosisaustralia.org, you can find out all you need to know about the Bay of Fires track that is happening this year. And there is plenty more of these incredible experiences with Inspired Adventures planned for the future. So keep an eye out for them. Araha, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for being such an amazing champion for endometriosis here in Australia. Thank you so much for having me, Ali. I really appreciate it. We have got another Inspired Adventures trek for Enzo coming up this year. It is happening in the beautiful scenic rim of Queensland from September 6 to 8. And anyone can take part in this. It is three jam-packed days exploring some of the best of what this country has got to offer. You know that the scenic rim was voted one of Lonely Planet's top places to go to in the world. The scenery is beautiful. There's farmland valleys. There's volcanic peaks. You get to go on an extinct volcano. Like, think of the bragging rights you have from that. Waterfalls. Beautiful Guandana rainforests. It's a once-in-a-lifetime trek. And you are raising vital funds to increase awareness of endometriosis, improve education for patients, families and health professionals and invest in groundbreaking research for treatment and a cure. We would love for you to take part in this. So for more details, you can get it endometriosisaustralia.org. Click through to the Endo Trek 
link or you can go to the Inspired Adventures website, which is inspiredadventures.com.au. Search for Endometriosis Australia. All of the info is there. The crew there at Inspired Adventures are all about making sure that you have a safe and happy journey. They really want to take care of you. So please get in touch with them if you're interested. We would love to see you there and make sure you keep an eye out on the Endometriosis Australia website for more of these podcasts. It has been Living With Endo, the A to Z of endometriosis. I really appreciate your time. My name is Ellie Angel Mobs, an endo warrior, ambassador for Endo Australia. And once again, thank you for listening. We'll speak to you soon. Bye.